This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. All right, hey, friends. How are y'all doing? Hope y'all are all right. Hope you're safe. Hope you're dry. Hope you got an umbrella, a rain jacket, something. Just don't melt, Okay. I know we haven't seen much of this rain stuff this summer, but don't forget to turn on your lights and slow down and blah, 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 blah. Just be safe. Look, we need every single last listener we can get, so we certainly don't want anything to happen to you. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It's the Workday Red Zone. We appreciate you tuning in on The Ticket, KDA 970 AM, along with 95.3, 96.9, and 104.1 KBRI. We stream online at 953theticket.com. And in addition to that, you can take us with you on the go. Go ahead and download that TuneIn app. Search for KEDA and you'll be all set. If you want to shout at us today, super easy. You can pick up the phone and call us. Phone's already lighting up. I bet that's Red Wolf Mark. <laughs> Who else is calling us at 1201? Uh, that number, though, on the Ritter Communications Hotline is 870 somebody's on it <laughs> you can also interact with us on social media facebook.com slash 953 the ticket and on twitter at kara underscore richie at 953 the ticket and uh, by using the hashtag wdrz i'd like to pretend i'm psychic but it doesn't really take a lot of psychic ability to know who's on the phone at 1201 uh we'll get to that in a moment gotta finish with the introductions i'm kara i'm joined in studio of course today it's wednesday so that means keith Merritt is hanging out here with us of course uh producing the show is a cade carlton good afternoon so everybody all present and accounted for uh in terms of other voices you'll hear on the show today at 12 30 looking forward to this we're going to have our first conversation with madison stein she is the A-State Assistant AD for Development. So one of the newcomers there on Tom Bowen's staff as we continue to get to know all of these new faces in administration. Again, Madison Stein joining us today. So we'll find out the latest there. And what's going on is that uh, group continues to get ready for the start of the football season, which is inching ever closer every single day. We'll talk football with you, of course, today as well. We'll have some audio from head Arkansas State football coach Butch Jones coming up. At, uh, at 1 o'clock or in that 1 o'clock segment as we get his recap from a practice yesterday. All of a sudden, two-thirds of fall camp is done. Ten practices in the books, five remaining, and then A-State, of course, will uh, start classes, and it won't be fall camp anymore. It'll be preseason, and the next thing you know, season, season. That's getting here awfully quick. Following the practice yesterday, Coach Jones stressed the need for urgency from his team. And again, you'll hear more of that uh, those comments coming up later. But tonight's practice, they're going to be under the lights. A-State slated to take the field at 7-15. Of course, all practices are closed to the public. Also in A-State news, volleyball uh, picked to finish third in the West Division of the Sun Belt yesterday. Uh, you can find more on the preseason poll at astateredwolves.com. And we also saw 
Arkansas State Women's Golf unveil their 2021-2022 schedule. Uh, looking at the fall slate here for A-State Women's Golf. They're going to have six, excuse me, five events in the fall before they take that break and then come back in February. And the season gets underway September the 4th through the 6th at the USA Intercollegiate at the Crossings Golf Course. Last night for the Birds, it was a good game pitching-wise, but... Man, the Brewers are are tough with their arms. So the Cardinals saw their six-game win streak come to an end with a 2-0 loss to Milwaukee. Uh, Adam Wainwright pitched six solid innings, but uh, the Cardinals did not provide any run support, obviously, in a shutout. And they were actually held without a hit for the first five and a third innings. So the teams continue their series tonight. It'll be at 645. It'll be on our sister station, 95.9 The Wolf. Let's go ahead and throw out our KavanaughCars.com question, and then we'll go to the phones where Red Wolf Mark is already waiting ever so patiently. Um, Look, it's just time to ask this question. We put off asking this question long enough. It's been the biggest debate of spring, uh, excuse me, of fall camp. Everybody knows what I'm about to ask you, so <laughs> we'll just throw it out there. I want to know your pick on who's going to start at quarterback for Arkansas State football in the season opener against UCA. Is it going to be James Blackman, or is it going to be Lane Hatcher? Those are your choices. Those are your options. Pick your pony, which one of these guys you taking, and uh, give us a why. We'll look through the background on these guys. We'll look through notes, quotes, stats, what have you, throughout the course of the show today. Make the case for both of them, of course. No, we're not even going to get into any dark horse candidate. It's it's pointless. <laughs> it's a waste of all of our time. It's going to be one of these two guys. And so more on that in just a moment. I guess we'll just we'll get the first answer here. Red Wolf Mark, who's going to start at quarterback for A-State football yeah, in the season yeah. opener? James Blackman. Okay. One vote for Blackman. We got it. Yeah. Uh, I, I found out something today. I was looking at a book. Oh, a no. cartoon book. Cartoon book. Okay. And it had, uh, you, you know, the you know the person that plays uh, in in the Bug Bunny show, don't you? Uh, Elmer Fudd or whatever his name is. Heard of him, yes. Yeah. That, that's who Cade reminds me of right there. Elmer Fudd. Yeah, he carries that little gun around with him. He's trying to chase that rabbit. So, so I carry a gun around with me now. I didn't know. Yeah, that. I thought it was the. I thought it was like the British Australian whatever he is gecko. I thought we came to that discussion last week. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. still never found this out what country different. he was from. I think I it's. I think to... it's British. Is he British? Yeah, I, British. Looked, I yeah. looked it up. Yeah, he's British. Yeah, yeah. Zach, Zach, Zach's the little uh, fat the uh, Elmer Fudd guy. So, anyways, why did you choose James Blackman instead of Lane Hatcher? I don't know. I think James Blackman did a good job, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Zach, there you go. You're you're, you're Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, then I'm going to say go to everybody in Jonesboro. Okay. Go to all the high school football teams. Okay. Because I'm ready to watch y'all play football. Okay. Yeah, and I'm gonna say uh, uh, we are still taking stuff for Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to drop off your stuff at Valley Ridge Baptist Church, and just give me a ring at eight seven zero three four zero eight six nine seven. I ain't gonna tell you what all they gotta have. Just call me, and, you, and I'll tell you. Okay. And, and go to everybody in Jonesboro. All of you is number one today. Okay. All righty, thank you. All righty. Only we would have got to go America. To wrap things up. Go uh, America. I'll give you one. I would. 
really enjoy it if we could stay on topic today. It would just... It, it would be helpful. It would be it would be a pleasant change. Lord knows <laughs> I knew enough to derail this show on a daily basis. <laughs> so it would just be... Uh, it would be nice. Again, uh, KavanaughCars.com question. Who starts at quarterback for A-State football in the season opener against Central Arkansas? Of course, I, I would guess by now uh, all of you have had time to... Look at the stats from these gentlemen over their time uh, as quarterbacks. Of course, I, I find it interesting that, you know, Lane Hatcher has never been named a starting quarterback going into a season. But yet you look at where he's at now in the A-State record book after two seasons of throwing it around, and his numbers are pretty fantastic. James Blackman, of course, four years there. At Florida State, almost up to 5,500 yards is what he's had so far in his career. Just a boatload of touchdowns for the Seminoles, but also a situation there where, like Hatcher, he also was a guy that uh, more often than not was not named the starter and, and came across that job in some kind of roundabout way. The only time he ever entered a season as a starting quarterback at, at Florida State was in 2019. He was also named the starter ahead of the 2020 season, but it, it didn't start well for him. And by the fourth game of the year, he had lost that job, and it was uh, given to his backup. So two interesting cases here. Again, we'll go through the notes and, and numbers on all of them and make the case for both guys throughout the program. Let's go back to the Ritter Communications hotline and check in with Miss Lisa. How are you? I think Whoops, you need to me, hit that. There, there, you there you go. It it helps if I hit the right button. Hey, Miss Lisa, how you doing? <laughs> That's okay. I'm doing great. Uh, first, before I give you my answer, I want to congratulate Cade on getting his new show. I Thank think you. Cade will do a great job. I'm excited about listening to it, and I like all the different things when he fills in for people he covers. Yes, I'm a Cade Carlton fan, except... I hate old men. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, uh, I agree with Red Wolf Mark. Okay. I think it's going to be James Blackman. Nothing against the, the other. I call them all kids because I'm 62. Uh, but you've got to have two reliable quarterbacks, and it doesn't hurt. To, but the, I think the key, and I don't even know that K.J. Jefferson for the Razorbacks, I'll fall that in too. I'm hearing that even though he had not so good of a spring game, and I was there, <clears throat> that Malik Hornsby is doing a great backup job for the Razorbacks. So just because someone did this or did not do that in spring football has nothing to do with who your starting quarterback will be. And every fan base, even though we think we're, or I do, phone coaches, we're not. And and even the media people, they don't know like the coaches know. You know, it's just uh, may the best man get the job, and then the rest of us just need to shut up and accept it. And that, and I'll put my name at the top. And uh, I've been guilty of saying, "Well, I know, you know, about the Razorbacks. This one's the best." Well, he wasn't. It was just because I thought he looked cute walking through the walkthrough. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. So anyway, thank you for taking my call, and congratulations to Cade. Thanks, Miss Lisa. Appreciate the phone call. Quick note on that. The setup with Cade Carlton and Andrew Bowen starts next Monday, 2 o'clock, here on The Ticket. So uh, we've added even more 
of local coverage into our day. Yeah. So really looking forward to yeah, really looking forward to next Monday, being able to hear what that sounds like, what all Kate has put into it. I know he's worked really hard to be able to get uh, this show up and running. Quick note on on these guys. This is a little bit of more of a blind guess and a stab in the dark than we've had in other years. Um, in previous seasons, we, media fans alike, have had opportunities to go out there and watch the quarterback battle unfold. Last year we saw, if you wanted to, last year you could go out and watch every preseason, training camp, spring camp, whatever snap between Lane Hatcher and Logan Bonner. You go back even further than that, we, if you wanted to, you could have gone out and watched the quarterback battle unfold between Chad Voidick and Justice Hansen. James Tabry, any other backup quarterback you could throw into the list. You could watch those guys in action and really size up pros and cons and be able to take in not just uh, the zip on their passes or their footwork or, or any of that, but you could also go in and observe these guys, how they talk to their teammates in the huddle, how they talk to their teammates on the sideline, what their body language was after they threw an interception. We can't really do that this year. Nope. So this year... It is more of a a stab in the dark than we've seen before uh, when we've tried to kind of break down any type of quarterback battle or or any other uh, position battle going into the start of fall camp. This is, I'm going to be honest with you, Dave, this is like a a blind guess. Anything you hear from me. (laughs) By guess and by golly. Until that is just, it is trying to interpret pieces of what Butch Jones says and then apply that to different position battles. Big Dave is with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. How are you? Good afternoon, Kara. Good afternoon, Keith. Afternoon, pal. Um, Kara, I, you know, I, I think that uh, I, what, what, what my answer would, would be would, would not be definitive, but I would say in Butch Jones, I trust whoever he picks is is going to fit the best into his offensive scheme, and and you know. I would tend to think that Lane Hatcher would have the uh, have, have the advantage because uh, he, he's he's been here, but uh, you know, and, and and done quite a good job for his state. But you know, I'll I'll trust what Butch Jones said, does. Okay, so you're just you're just ready to see it and ready to support whoever it is. Oh. More than ready to, for A State football. You bet. <laughs> Not that much longer, Big Dave. Counting down the days here as well. And 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 poor old Wainwright can't do it all. Cards, you got to get him some runs. <laughs> get the man some offense. Oh well. Get the man some offense. Holy mackerel! Yeah, you, Golly, Ned. You'd think giving up two runs over the span of the last fifteen innings would be enough to to get you more than one win, but apparently not. Not when, uh, not when the opposing team shuts out your offense. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yep. the Brewers pitchers are really good. <laughs> they're really yeah, good. They're really good. The, the the Brewers are a very good team. Yeah. Uh, they they could they they have the potential to take it all. So, yep. Hey, anytime that uh, any pitcher shuts out a major league team, he's done a heck of a job. Very true. Very true. All right, well, you guys have a great afternoon and rest of the day, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Big Dave. Nine three zero three seven seven six.
feel like we've started to hear a couple people in the past week that are that maybe we haven't talked to in a couple months popping back up, getting ready for well, the yeah, football season. Yeah, because the season is about to start. It's nice. It's nice. Going to hear some familiar voices. Again, uh, I tell you what, uh, we'll throw out the question again. We'll go ahead and hit pause and start diving into this a little bit more. Who starts at quarterback? For A-State football in the season opener against UCA. That's the KavanaughCars.com question. We are overdue for debating this on the show. Uh, Looking forward to hearing your responses today. Keep it right here with us. We'll be back back in a moment on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. Has music started to sound different? Are you having to turn up the volume? At Ascent, we offer all hearing aid styles, including rechargeable, completely invisible, low-cost hearing aids. We're offering free in-office demonstrations of the latest rechargeable hearing aids. Come here for yourself. To take advantage of this special offer, call 870-393-5405 or visit AscentJonesboro.com. That's AscentJonesboro.com. Every person deserves respect, and that's what you're promised when you work with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Bill Stanley and Jared Woodard are proud former lettermen at Arkansas State, and with over 45 years' experience, they've earned their reputation as hometown lawyers that get big city results. In fact, they've both been recognized in the National Trial Lawyers Association Top 100, whether it's personal injury, nursing home neglect, criminal defense, or civil litigation. Get respect, results, relief with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Call 932-2000 and visit Stanley. Hey y'all, this is Matthew Cox with Cox Implement. Come on, Northeast Arkansas. If you need a tractor, I've got fresh inventory of Massey Ferguson compact and utility tractors arriving daily. Knock out those summer projects today with no money down and 0% interest for seven years. Don't wait. Heck, we'll even bring it to you and fill it up with diesel. Come see us at any of our three locations in Hoxie, Highland, or Jonesboro and check us out online at coximplement.com. Cox Implement. Equipment you can count on. People, you can trust. This is Davey Carter with Centennial Bank. At Centennial, we're proud of our long-standing relationship with Arkansas State University. Whether it's opening up a new account at our on-campus banking center, we're cheering with you at Centennial Bank Stadium. And we're embracing our newest Red Wolf leaders as well, including our hard-charging football coach, Butch Jones, and our new athletic director, Tom Bowen. At Centennial, our promise is to always be here for you. We're building legacies, one Red Wolf at a time. Centennial Bank, member FDIC. Bigger bonuses, increased starting pay. Linux Industries has 300 positions to fill and is now offering brand new seasonal shift incentives. Hiring bonuses from $2,000 for first shift and $2,500 for second shift. Starting pay from $1,525 on first to $16 per hour for second shift. Plus excellent benefits including full medical benefits and a free on-site clinic for employees and their families and an air-conditioned factory. Bigger bonuses, increased starting pay up to $16 an hour. Come join the Linux team, the leading HVAC company in America. Call 870-672-8161 or apply online at linuxinternational.com slash careers. Linux Industries is an equal opportunity employer. If you came across a child struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America. 200 food banks strong. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone.
All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Keith, and Kate all hanging out with you today about 10 minutes away from a conversation with A-State's Madison Stein. Looking forward to that first chat. In the meantime, KavanaughCars.com question. Who starts the season at quarterback for Arkansas State? James Blackman or Lane Hatcher? Those are your two options. You can't get away with saying the right hander. No. <laughs> no, sure can't. When you look at these guys, again, just looking at uh, some of the numbers, some of the things they've done, you go back and you look at Blackman's background, was kind of thrust into action as a freshman at Florida State, was not expected to be a starter back in 2017. But that ended up being an okay season for him. 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Completed 58% of his passes, threw for over 2,200 yards. When it was a healthier team in 2018, he was a backup quarterback. I think, uh, I'm trying to remember who their quarterback was, but um, it was a guy that got healthy, came back, won the job. So he played sparingly in 2018. In fact, uh, I think he took maybe a red shirt that year. 2019, he was back into the mix, was named the starter at the beginning of fall camp. 63% 63% of his passes completed, 2,300 yards, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And then 2020 was the starting quarterback, but then lost his job. We'll learn more about James Blackman later. Hatcher, I feel like we're all fairly familiar with. Yeah. But we'll go through the numbers anyways. Of course, uh, he was not named the starter in 2019. That was Logan Bonner's job after uh, Hatcher had transferred following his one year at Alabama. Hatcher, supposedly, after leaving Alabama, didn't go home to Little Rock immediately. He made a quick detour up to Jonesboro before he ever made it back to Little Rock so he could pick up the Arkansas State playbook (laughs) and start working on that immediately before he ever even went home to say hi to his family again. When Logan Bonner got injured and Lane Hatcher was thrust into that job, um, he looked insanely prepared from the flip for obvious reasons and it's very hard to start a starting quarterback career better than Lane Hatcher did which was with a absolute bomb of a pass down the sideline to Omar Bayless that turned into a was that a 92 yard touchdown it was yeah it was a long one it was a long play and it was the first completion of Lane Hatcher's career He went on in the 2019 season to throw 26 more touchdowns after that first one to Omar Bayless to only 10 interceptions. He completed 66% of his passes and then came in in 2020. And in the spring, Blake Anderson told everybody who would listen that Logan Bonner was not going to lose his starting job due to being out with an injury. He was going to be the starter. And then what happened, fall, fall camp rolled around. Lane Hatcher continued to push the issue, and we saw the 2020 season open with a quarterback timeshare. First two, or was it three games of the season, we saw that timeshare in a two-to-one rotation. Logan Bonner would take, handle two drives, and then it would be one for Lane Hatcher. Two for Bonner, one for Hatcher. But then again... Just like he did all throughout the offseason, Hatcher pushed the issue. And the next thing we know, it was one-to-one. One drive Bonner, one drive Hatcher. Rinse and repeat. In a timeshare. 
Lane Hatcher still threw for over 2,000 yards. And the most impressive thing to me was how dramatically his touchdown-to-interception ratio improved. It was 27 touchdowns to 10 interceptions as a freshman. As a sophomore, he threw two interceptions, period. Compared to 19. Compared to 19. One of the better touchdown-to-interception ratios that we saw in the entire country. Uh, Phenomenal improvement there from Hatcher. But yet entering this season, he is still in a competition for a battle. One of the things that makes this a little bit difficult to, to, you know, handicap this race is the fact that we don't 100% know what Butch Jones is looking for in this situation. How much of it is leadership ability? How much of it is, how much of it is tangibles versus intangibles in what Jones is looking for? Because at the end of the day, you feel like Jones, just like any other head coach, is looking for the quarterback that will make the other 10 guys on the field around him better. But what all criteria does he look for in that? Yeah, How do you make the rest of the offense better? Sometimes it's by your play. Sometimes it's by your leadership. Good offenses follow the quarterback. Don't care what offense you're running. Don't care who the quarterback is. John Madden always said, you got to have a guy. Sometimes you'll change your guy. That You had a guy, but he's not going to be the guy. Now this guy's going to be the guy. And... In college football these days, you better have two quarterbacks at least ready to go. Or you're going to be behind the eight ball at some point real quick. Even even more so this season because even with knowing that um, Arkansas State football as a team is is more than 90% vaccinated, um, you, you rule out some of the contact tracing. But there are still breakthrough cases yeah. of COVID. Uh, there's still... <laughs> People still get the flu, they get strep, they get motto, they get so many other things. They get all the other stuff that we got before COVID. And unfortunately, they're still being in that position, taking a lot of hits. A great potential for injury as well. Whoever wins this job, one, I'm fired up to see who wins. Because I know both of these guys are great quarterbacks. So if one of them has elevated themselves to being better than the other, I feel like this offense is in great hands. But again, today, we're putting you on the spot and having you pick your guy. We'll continue to go throughout the show and, and make the case for both of these guys uh, throughout. Um, also, coming up later, you know, we'll touch on, on some baseball, the other normal topics that we normally get to uh, in the course of a two-hour show. But uh, we are going to continue to talk Arkansas State Athletics. Uh, coming up in the next segment is we will have our very first chat with A-State Assistant AD for Development. That is Madison Stein. She'll be with us next, so keep it right here on the Workday Red Zone. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Is it finally time to pull the trigger on a new golf cart? Or is the cart you currently have struggling to make it around the course? Let NEA Golf Cars and Perico get you rolling. Come by and see the selection of Onward Cars by Club Car. And then you can finish your new ride out with original Club Car accessories. NEA Golf Cars also is used cars from a variety of brands and can also take care of your current cart with accessories, tires, 
tires, wheels, batteries, tune-ups, and more. Go by and see them on Highway 49 North or call them at 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars in Paragool. When you bank at First Security, you're choosing better for yourself and fellow Arkansans. Better service from friendly professionals who really invest in your goals. Better solutions with convenient tools and smart resources. And better support for the things that matter to you, as well as the communities that matter to us all. Because finding your better at First Security makes Arkansas better too. First Security. Bank better. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Brad Bobo, and like a lot of you, I grew up getting my sports news from the great Dick Clay. That's why I'm excited to tell you about the Dick Clay That Sports Scholarship Golf Tournament. Coming up Friday, September 3rd, it's a four-person scramble at Rich Point Country Club, and there are 8 and 1 o'clock tee times with lunch in between. And the proceeds go to the Dick Clay That Sports Scholarship Fund to help out the next generation of aspiring sports broadcasters. To enter your team, call 870-972-3070 or go to A-State Media on Facebook. Go get some birdies for Dickie Bird at the Dick Clay That Sports Scholarship Golf Tournament, Friday, September 3rd. Rice prices falling again this hour. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. September corn at 561 and a quarter up three with December corn at 565 a point and a half. September soybeans 1363 down six. November soybeans 1357 down four and a half. September wheat at 738 up three and a half with December wheat at 751 and three quarters up three and a quarter. October cotton at 9439 down 131 with December cotton at 9488 down two. September rice at 1333 and a half down 11 cents. November rice at 1352 and a half down 18 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, August live cattle at 12407 and a half up 77 and a half with October live cattle at 12932 and a half up 120. August feeder cattle at 15785 up 127 and a half with September feeder cattle at 16282 and a half up 190. October lane hogs at 8847 and a half up 57 and a half with December hogs at 8150 up 42 and a half. That's your EAB Noon Market Report brought to you by Pico Foods. Now buying corn and milo direct from local farmers' bins in Arkansas, Alabama, Missouri, and Mississippi. Farmers, with harvest just around the corner, Pico Foods is now booking corn and milo. If you haven't called Pico Foods, do so today and take advantage of their always competitive prices. Pico Foods, the eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, is committed to doing business with local producers, and right now they want to buy your corn and milo. Call today. In Arkansas, Missouri, David Durham or James Chester, 870 202 71 in Alabama and Mississippi, contact Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. Not all soils are created equal. To a farmer, that's nothing new. Different parts of your field yield differently. Advertising shares a lot of similarities. There are more choices than ever about where to put your advertising dollars. A recent survey shows farmers rely on radio for their ag news almost five times as much as social media. To use another metaphor, farm radio is the best soil for planting those seeds of advertising. This message brought to you by the National Association of Farm Broadcasting. Turn it up and annoy your co-workers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Hey, welcome back to the program. It's the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Keith, Kate, all hanging out with you in the studio. Let's uh, let's head to the Ritter Communications Hotline here and check in with, for the first time on the program, Maddie Stein with Arkansas State Athletics, the Assistant AD for Development. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing? Hey, doing great. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, what kind of chaos is going on today around A-State Athletics with the, the clock ticking on the season? Yeah, so we're obviously preparing um, pretty relentlessly and fearlessly for a football season with so much new staff. You know, we 
we know what um, our expectations are, but a big part of this is what is the expectations of our fans and how can we meet that and exceed that. So just sprinting to that finish line, but also welcoming our um, student-athletes from all sports back on campus here the next couple weeks with a welcome back event um, the day before class where we'll all get to meet them. So we're really excited about that as well. How long have you been in Jonesboro? So I moved here on a Saturday. I think it was four Saturdays ago, and I started that Monday. So my first, I'm looking at my calendar. My first official day was July 26th, and I moved here officially on July 24th. So I'm still about a month fresh, but I'm loving it so far. Have you unpacked everything, or did you just put a bunch of boxes (laughs) in the closet? So a little bit of both. I um, brought up what I thought I'd need to get me through the next month or so, and we're looking to close on a house, me and my fiancé, Jacob, we're closing on a house towards the end of this month when I'll bring up all my stuff. So right now we're actually living at the Village Apartments on campus, which has been a great spot, I think, to just immerse myself in the um, culture of our campus here, but also it's a short commute to work, so can't complain there. It always helps, no doubt. Madison, if you don't mind, give us a little bit about your uh, background in college athletics. Sure. Well, um, grew up in a big sports family, and um, sports have always been what I know and love, so it was no surprise that I eventually chose a major that would get me into an industry like this. I was a softball student athlete at the University of Kansas, and I was able to be there from 2011 to 15 um, during my time there, which was far beyond anything I would have ever imagined. I'm a first-generation college So I just, I truly know that our experience, um, the collegiate athletics experience shapes lives and truly transforms um, people's outlook and experience in life. So with that being said, when I was at Kansas, I had the opportunity to serve on a board for the NCAA. Um, It was an autonomy five board where I would go vote on legislation for the Power Five conferences. At one of those conferences, I was able to meet um, administrators from the University of Oklahoma. At the time, I thought I wanted to be a college coach, naturally, Um, and I had met Dr. Kelly Dampus there, who was the FAR at the time at the University of Oklahoma, Joe Castiglione, their athletics director, and Dr. Nikki Moore, their senior women's administrator. Um, From that interaction, I they had really shared with me um, the value of getting a graduate degree, and that's a good way to get your foot in the industry. So I um, set off in 2017 to go be a graduate assistant for Oklahoma's administration team, um, where I worked with their senior team, and I worked with um, a well-known face here, Dr. Kelly Dampus, in his role there as the faculty athletics representative and got just a really a diverse, rich experience um, there. And after that, in 2017, I transitioned into um, a role where I really served our student-athletes on the kind of personal side, so their academia and then also their career development. And then most recently, the last three years, I was um, running their letter winners organization there and their fundraising operations. So um, that's kind of how I got my start, but... I stay and I live in it for the student-athletes, and, um, you know, I have my own personal story, but I think my favorite thing about the business and the industry is watching the stories of other people unfold and getting to be a part of that. 
I was wondering how long it would take Dr. Dampus's name to, to come up today. <laughs> Figured I, it would be pretty quick. Yeah, knew it wouldn't be very long. You definitely did not disappoint on that as we talk with Maddie Stein <laughs> here, Assistant AD for Development. I'm curious, uh, I'm sure that most of the communication um, in joining the A-State staff was was with um, Athletic Director or Vice Chancellor of Intercollegiate Athletics, Tom Bowen, but, but did Dr. Dampus throw a recruiting pitch at you as well? I think so. I think the biggest thing is, you know, Tom is really what attracted me and just the amazing community and the facilities and everything we do here, I think, beyond our sport programs. But since, um, you know, we have that common ground, Dr. Dampus and I, from working together, as I um, just sought some insight from him as a uh, personal, you know, mentor, um, he, I think, just continued to illuminate all of the beautiful things about a place like this. So, you know, Tom made the hard pitch, but Dr. Dampus, I think, was that voice that also, and his wife, Beth, um, that allowed me to really see beyond probably just what the job could be for me here and um, what the community can mean for me and my family as well and vice versa. Yeah, the, those two those two work together as a tandem. I, I'm surprised you didn't mention Maple because he's a pretty good recruiter too. <laughs> She is, and a fun fact there, I, um, I'm i a dog lover, so for all the dog lovers out there, uh, if you have a dog and you need a walking buddy or whatever it may be, count me in or for any special projects here in Jonesboro, but I have three doodles of my own, and so I, um, it, it's funny because Maple's also a doodle, so I have a, a safe space in my heart for doodles. What are your uh, responsibilities going to be here at Arkansas State? Sure. So my big, my main focus is going to be enhancing our premium experience here as it relates to um, Centennial Bank Stadium and First National Bank Arena. So when I say that, what that means is obviously the things that are going on during game days in those premium spaces, but for those donors that really are engaged with us philanthropically, um, what does that experience look like outside of the confines of our campus and outside of our buildings and spaces? So that's where my job really bleeds into um, the philanthropy that we'll hopefully be driving and enhancing here to support our student-athletes and the initiatives that we'll be um, kind of launching, you know, in the coming years or months. But um, really working on that strategy and communications of all things philanthropy um, to further support, uh, you know, Arkansas State Athletics. Does this include, of course, uh, the, the 1200 Club? And uh, and I apologize, my mind just went blank on the scholarship that uh, was established as, as kind of in tandem with that uh, going back a few months ago. Absolutely, the Package Champion Scholarship Thank Fund. You. So, you know, we will, I'm sure many people will see new initiatives or even initiatives that um, maybe weren't communicated um, to the public as transparently as you guys would have liked or. Um, maybe not as often to make sure that everyone really understands what we're trying to do and why. But, yes, really filtering those things through our whole staff in the Red Wolf Foundation to really communicate those as things in our toolkit. I know that something I've learned in my journey with philanthropy is people really love to give to people and um, causes. So, really, I think my biggest thing is with all of these different initiatives we have going on, I really am going to be a big part in telling our story and aligning those passions within the initiative to the interests of our donors, fans, um, you know, former student-athletes and stuff like that. So, But also, too, I think just sharing our story has a huge impact of what we're doing here on our campus and offering education and opportunity for young people. 
course, one of the best ways to always, you know, support those student athletes and and help along with with their stories is always season tickets. Uh, being able to support in that way. How are season ticket sales continuing to go as as we get closer and closer to the season? Yes, so exciting news for everybody. Our season tickets should be making it into our season ticket holders' hands by no later than next Tuesday. We have had an assembly line up here um, getting those ready to be mailed out and kind of get our uh, Red Wolves loyalists um, their uh, anticipated items. And then we are seeing steady increases in that. I think the biggest thing for us is just communicating that we still have some open inventory, um, whether it be in the premium spaces or in the stadium. You know, we have three uh, top 25 opponents coming across our slate is what I just saw in our most recent coaches poll that's put out by USA Today. So I think the biggest thing is we, we want this sold out. We want it to be the best fan experience in the state of Arkansas, in this region, in the nation, um, at our level. So we're going to keep moving. We are not sold out, but we sure do hope to be. So if someone is interested in season tickets, whether it be premium or, um, you know, just your regular season tickets, you could contact the Red Wolf Foundation or visit our website. One thing, you talked about communication uh, in, in being able to um, better explain some of the things that have been introduced, will be introduced uh, now under Tom Bowen's leadership. But one of the things that was introduced uh, was was the 1200 Club. And we kind of got the basics of it, but haven't heard much follow-up on it um, in terms of some of the you know reasons for joining and some of the perks you get from that. Is, is there an event coming up for the 1200 Club members um, sometime soon? Yes, I think for... So the 1200 Club is really owned by our football program. And the reason why is because this is something that Coach Jones has really done at every institution he's had a stop at. And he's found great success with just really involving people that want kind of a more direct or intimate connection with the football program. Um, So, you know, this is an initiative that he really is passionate about and has done before and has had great success with. Now, I think for the members who have already paid for the 1200 Club, they will be doing an event here pretty soon, kind of a small gathering. Um, And if you are a member of the 1200 Club, talking to the intimacy of how you would interact with the football program. I know that they'll have private events for club members. They'll have pre- and post-game tailgates. Um, They'll be kind of exclusive apparel that is only going to those people involved. And then they're going to have some recognition um, in terms of those people who are involved throughout our uh, digital spaces, um, digital rollouts on social media and stuff like that. And then I think the biggest thing is just the opportunity to have closer relationships with Coach Jones and his team. So while the Red Wolves Foundation is super involved in that, um, the coolest thing about this is that the football staff really runs this, and they are involved in every kind of small, minutia detail is what makes this so special um, for the people interested in being involved. Maddie Stein here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Again, uh, 17 days until kickoff, so I know you've got a lot on on the to-do list, so we'll let you go. But uh, for anybody who wants to get season tickets, learn more about the premium experiences, so many of the other things we touched base on today, how did they get a hold of you? So the best way to get a hold of me is by my my cell phone, and my cell phone is 870-273-0676. Um, everyone is certainly welcome to call our Red Wolf um, mainline, 
which is 870-972-2401. But I wanted to just provide my cell phone as a personal touch. And I'm happy to take any type of feedback. We are not just here. We are here to drive philanthropy, but we're here to be great partners of our community. So please let us know how we can um, enhance your Red Wolves experience and just be better um, as we move forward and do new things together. Maddie, we really appreciate the time today. Thanks for the chat. Thank you. Maddie Stein of Arkansas State Athletics there with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. She is the Assistant AD for Development. She kind of went through the list of things that she personally deals with. And then I thought it was very nice that she threw out her cell phone number. Yeah. Sometimes in when there's a staff takeover, a lot of people are trying to figure out, all right, who is who's the new Adam? Who's the <laughs> new Carlos? Who's the new Claire? Uh, who are the new people that are stepping into roles that used to be filled by people who went and departed and went to, to UCF? So when you try and figure that, especially when it's getting close to season ticket time and tailgate time and all of that, and you're trying who to figure out... Who is it i got to get in hold of? And not only who is it, how? How do, how do I you get find? a hold of them? And everybody communicates a little bit different. So is it best to... Is When they first get there, if you send them an email, is that going to be lost in an inbox with 200 other emails? <laughs> if you leave them, if you try and reach out via phone, is their inbox going to be full? Nah, she threw out her cell phone number, 273-0676, for those of you that want to reach out to Maddie and talk about any of the things that, that she just mentioned. So I thought that was a nice touch because communication, if especially in a situation where you're at the end of the day asking for someone for money, basically. Yep. That's the job. You meet them where they are. You make it as easy as possible <laughs> to, to, for them to find you. So, very, very helpful. 17 days. That's it. That's it. That is it. Tee it up. Kick it off. More on A-State Get football. Get psyched up. <laughs> More on A-State football when we come back. Uh, keep it here with us. We'll be back after this on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. And off. And Patrick, and this is Above the Noise, hard to put your finger exactly on where America is with fantasy football these days. And not because it's any less popular, it's still big. But now fans can do so many other things in addition to fantasy. Daily fantasy, legal betting, whether it's for the season, a game, even in-game. It used to be a little easier. You got together with your friends right around this time of the calendar. You grabbed a six-pack. You have your magazines. You pick your team. You have guys with the advanced metrics and algorithms. And you don't have one team. You might have three or four or five, and that's just the beginning. You also might have Alvin Kamara on one team and then go against him in another league or rooting for Baker Mayfield one week because you have him in daily fantasy and against him in the next. It's all great for football fans. I just sometimes miss the days when there was a little less science to the whole thing. And maybe, maybe just a little more fun. Don't mean to be a buzzkill. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Last year, there was a victim of identity theft. Every three seconds, a criminal could be spending your money, applying for loans in your name, damaging your credit, even selling your personal information on the dark web. Unfortunately, you could miss certain threats to your identity by just checking bank statements and monitoring your credit. The solution? LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock sees certain threats you might miss if you're just monitoring your credit and alerts you if they find something that could be suspicious. Plus, 
If you become a victim of identity theft, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist is dedicated to your case and will work to fix it from start to finish. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock by Norton can help protect your personal information so you can keep what's yours. Save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code PATRICK. That's LifeLock.com. Promo code PATRICK for up to 25%. Colson Group USA is the largest manufacturer of caster and wheel products, responsible for the most trusted and highest quality mobility solutions available in the world today. Colson Group Jonesboro is building a state-of-the-art facility and looking for qualified individuals to join our team. Maintenance techs, assembly operators, order pickers, and forklift operators. Average starting pay is $18 an hour. Climate-controlled environment, great benefits, and a four-day work week with weekends off. Visit our website at colsongroupusa.com and click the careers tab. Apply today. That's colsongroupusa.com. We're not playing second fiddle to Memphis and Little Rock anymore. Jonesboro's the car capital of the Mid-South, and Central Buick GMC is leading the way. Central Buick GMC has a large selection of pre-owned vehicles, so you can find your perfect ride. Plus, new GMC Yukons and Sierras are are being shipped daily to Central Buick GMC. Don't wait. Reserve yours today. Central Buick GMC, home of meet or be pricing on East Parker Road in Jonesboro. Online at centralbuickgmc.com. With approved credit, see dealer for details. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Keith, Kate, all hanging out with you. Appreciate Maddie Stein of A-State Athletics, who was with us in the previous segment. If you missed any of that chat, it'll be up following the program at 953theticket.com. In the meantime, today it's quarterback day. In terms of our poll question, who's going to start the season opener for A-State at that position? Uh, shockingly enough, this poll question has gotten a few more responses on Twitter than some of the most recent ones that we've asked. I feel like we've asked good questions. Of course, you guys are always into it when it's a football question, but this is this is kind of the preseason yeah, question. Yeah, that's the preseason question. We'll make the case for James Blackman coming up later, but if if you were making the case for Lane Hatcher, it's one of those things where it feels like you just steadily throw out intangibles that kind of defy, not defy logic, but defy being quantified. Now, for all that, you can look at his numbers and still be really impressed. Again, a 19 to 2 touchdown to interception ratio last season is That's pretty good. It's stellar. It's stellar. I, I, there could not have been very many ratios that were better in the country last year among starting quarterbacks. Um, he was right up there. And the number of yards that he finished with, also incredibly impressive when you add in the fact that he was dealing with a timeshare situation. But so much of what people value in Lane Hatcher are the things that don't show up statistically. One is his work ethic. And I think, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Omar Bayless who coined the term Laniac when they talk about his preparation and his time spent in the football facility and his studying and his film breakdown and all of that. Uh, I'm trying to remember if Voice of the Red Devils, Matt Stoltz, said this on air, if he was saying this, you know, just in a conversation around the office, in terms of the fact that during there was a, a break, you know, during that time when Blake Anderson had moved on and Butch Jones 
had yet to be hired yet. There was one day where he was around the football facility or, or somehow ran into Tulane Hatcher or something. And, and what was Hatcher doing? He was up there, even before this team had a head coach, watching film of like UCA in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> this was in December. This was like right after the season ended. And this guy is trying to get the start on 2021. It's never too early to get a leg up. No. But, again, when you try and talk about all of the, the great things about Hatcher, it's not necessarily things that, that show up in the stat sheet. I, would, I, I guess at this point in time, he's fairly used to being doubted. Again, he was not the starter in, in 2019 when he had a phenomenal season. He was not the starter. Was supposed to be the clear backup. In 2020, ended up being in the timeshare. But he just continues to, to make gains. Again, uh, he cut down that cut down on the interceptions dramatically. I don't know. There, there might be con- some concern from folks who saw him in the spring scrimmage. He threw a lot of picks in, in that scrimmage. Three or four, I think. It was, it was kind of ugly. But I flash back to last year's fall fan fest or game or whatever it was. And... It was kind of an ugly performance by Hatcher as well. Three or four picks in that game. And then what happens? He goes out and throws only two, for, throws two all season. for the entire rest of the season. One of the things that, again, can't be quantified, can't put a number on, can't even sometimes tell you why it's the case. His teammates seem to enjoy playing with him and playing around him. And there were times last year where it seemed like that team played just a little bit better when he was on the field. And it wasn't major things that you would look at in, t- in terms of the way that the, the team played. It was, it was very minor. So minor, in fact, that you almost wonder if it's in your head or if it really happened. <laughs> but he's obviously had some success at, uh, at this point in time. Um, he does have, you know, the edge of being very familiar with, with Keith Heckendorf. Uh, in terms of, it, yes, this is Butch Jones's offense that is being ran by Keith Heckendorf, but there's a great amount of familiarity there between those guys. As Heck is the only quarterbacks coach he's known now in, in college at a state. The situation's a little bit different for Blackman as he's gone through, had to deal with several different offensive coordinators. But uh, we'll talk more on Blackman here in just a little bit. Keith, you you have a pick on who you think will be out there for game one? I am going to go out on a limb and saw it off behind me. (laughs) I'm going to pick James Blackman because I think they want to start the bright, shiny new toy. Okay. But I am thoroughly convinced, so much so that I would put my own money down on it. We'll see both of them. At some point this season, we'll see both quarterbacks. Because that's just the nature of the game anymore. you, You better have more than one. If you only got the one, you're in trouble. I think Arkansas State is they're in a good place no matter who winds up winning the starting job. No doubt. Keith, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. I'll be here. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, We've got another hour to go more on this quarterback debate. Looking forward to more of your responses as well. That all comes this way in hour two. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone.
This is Will Oswald with your Wednesday Ticket Sports Update from KDA. We're into a plans and tire service. Ten down, five to go in the practice schedule of fall camp for the football Red Wolves. They're set to have number 11 this evening under the lights in Centennial Bank Stadium beginning at 7.15. Arkansas State Volleyball picked yesterday to finish third in the Sunbelt Conference Western Division by the league's coaches. In the preseason poll, Arkansas State picking up one first-place vote and middle blocker Kendall Davenport of Conway earning a spot on the preseason all-conference team. In baseball, round one of the Brewers. Milwaukee's Corbin Burns no-hit the Cardinals for the first five and a third as Milwaukee beat St. Louis 2-0 in the series opener at Bush last night. Burns and three relievers held the Cardinals to just four hits in the contest. Adam Wainwright dropped the decision in his 350th career start for St. Louis. Tonight, it's Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals. Freddie Peralta for Milwaukee in a battle of nine-game winners. First pitch at 645 on 95.9 The Wolf. Four tires in one hour. That's guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the ticket. Gear up for hunting this season and save at the manliest store in Jonesboro. DNW Outdoors. DNW, voted the best outdoor store in Northeast Arkansas, has been your hunting destination for over 30 years. DNW Outdoors is your bow hunting headquarters with all the top brand bows and the most qualified bow technicians around that offer personal guaranteed service. Gear up early with new bow strings and cables and deer feeders starting at just $79.99. Plus, DNW is stocked with 50 pound bags of clean deer corn. Save on select game cameras from Browning, Stealth Camp, Wild Game Innovations, and Moultrie. 40% off clearance on select camo and casual clothing from Drake, Columbia, Haybo, and Bandit. DNW Outdoors, Parker Road, just off the Triple Nickel Bypass in Jonesboro. DNW, big enough to serve you, small enough to know you. It's time to gear up for hunting season and save at the store voted the best outdoor store in Northeast Arkansas. DNW Outdoors. Hunting season starts now at DNW. We're not playing second fiddle to Memphis and Little Rock anymore. Jonesboro is the car capital of the Mid-South, and Central Ford and Truman is leading the way. And right now, Central Ford has a huge selection of pre-owned F-150s, Explorers, and Lincolns with great financing, low APR, and extended terms. Find a great deal on a pre-owned vehicle now at Central Ford. Central Ford and Truman, home of meter beat pricing. Exit 29, just off I-555, or online at centralfordtruman.com. With approved credit, see dealer for details. Sky Transmissions, with over 15 years experience in GM transmissions and a one-year unlimited mile warranty on all builds. For performance builds, reach to the sky. Sky Transmissions, listen to our customers. Great people, solid work. If you need a transmission pulled, rebuilt, and put back in your vehicle, Sky Transmission is the place to go. Come see us at our new location, 129 County Road 4061, just across from the Jordans on Highway 1 South. Call 870-333-8573. That's 333-8573. Or check out Sky Transmission on Facebook. Time for new tires? Head to Plaza Tire Service today and save up to $90 instantly on eligible Firestone tires. Exclusively at Plaza Tire Service, save $50 instantly when you buy four eligible Firestone tires and increase your savings to $90 when you use your Plaza Tire Service card. Offer valid July 9th through August 31st, 2021. Cannot combine with other offers. Subject to credit approval, see store for complete details. If you want the best deal on Firestone tires, plus up to $90 in instant savings, see Plaza Tire Service today. Accidents will always happen, and it's usually at the worst possible time. Call Central Collision Center, 870-336-3255, and let us be the best part of a bad situation. Central Collision Center in Jonesboro has all the latest technology to repair your vehicle back to the way it was before the accident. All our technicians are factory trained and use the latest scanners, along with top-of-the-line paint to get your vehicle back to factory specs. We're fully staffed to handle any job, and we work with all insurance companies. We can even help you with your claim. Call Central Collision Center, 870-336-3255. 
drive. Let us be the best part of a bad situation. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Ready to dive into hour two. Kara Ritchie, Kate Carlton here with you in studio. A couple of quick programming notes. One, I feel like tomorrow's muscles and radio. I mean, I think we are, we're always like more or less <laughs> informative and, and entertaining. But tomorrow, Thursday, August the 19th, is Arkansas State Media Day. So looking forward to touching base with Coach Jones and uh, whatever players they want to throw at us. And uh, just getting more and more ready for this season. We're at 17 days until the season kicks off. So that's that's the big news in terms of for this show coming up this week. Bigger news happens next Monday, August the 23rd, when instead of saying stick around because Dan Patrick is next, we will lead you into the setup. And that is going to be Kate Carlton and Andrew Bowen as they start a one-hour show. So uh, it's going to be an awesome bridge between yeah. the Workday Red Zone and the drive. And really looking forward to everything that Kate and Andrew are going to throw at us in that hour. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be good stuff. You got day one all planned out yet for Monday? Uh, No, not quite. No. I guess it kind of... Still working on all the uh, logisticals of, you know, getting the show on the air and whatnot. I guess it also kind of depends. It's... Obviously, you're going to start a show on, on a Monday, but you're also probably going to need to react to some of the things that happen over the course of yeah. this upcoming weekend, yeah. and unless you know what all of those things will be. I mean, by the way, what a perfect time to start a show. Starting a show like June 1 or July 1 would be Ooh. just brutal, but the week before football season kicks off, or I guess the week football season does kick off, because week zero is yeah. next weekend, yeah. so I mean... Perfect timing. I fully expect you. I expect you to crush it for <laughs> numerous reasons. But yeah, you better not lack of things to talk about your first couple weeks on yeah. on air. I uh, expect uh, expect strong content <laughs> during yeah. During you're not going to you're not going to have to go far for strong content from about August <laughs> to yeah. November. If you can't do a sports show in that time, then quit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, what do we got going on today? We got uh, a KavanaughCars.com question for you that, uh, amazingly enough, with only 17 days left until the season kicks off, we haven't asked you yet. So today seemed like a good day. Who starts at quarterback for Arkansas State football in the season opener? Let's look at our poll right now on Twitter. You can vote there at Kara underscore Richie. Of course, phone lines are open as well, 9303776. But uh, most of you going with the incumbent, Lane Hatcher, 61% to 39%. And didn't really go back today and and dive too much into like notes and quotes on Hatcher because I feel like so many of you are are a little bit familiar, a little bit more familiar with that. But I did want to look a little bit at 
you know, more background info about James Blackman because we don't know him as well. We didn't get to see him this spring. He didn't get to campus until uh, this summer, a graduate already of Florida State. So going to be working on, um, you know, some graduate work at Arkansas State as he vies for that starting quarterback job. Uh, one thing that, that always comes to mind when you've got a transfer situation is obviously those those guys don't come to a school unless they think they can win that battle. Um, a coach would not bring them in unless they think uh, they can help them out with competitive depth at a certain position. So in that way, there's a part of you that always wants to lean towards the newcomer. And there are some things definitely when you go back and look at Blackman's past that that gives you a lot of faith in him to be able to lead a team one you know he got thrust into the starting role as a true freshman at Florida State in 2017 and you know going back and reading through things probably was not 100% physically or mentally prepared for that job Uh, but it was still an okay season for the Seminoles and he still threw for over 2200 yards and he still had 19 touchdowns uh, so he was able to handle that fairly well for the fact that he was starting at uh, a pretty well-known place at a pretty high-profile position. But one of the things that I, I kind of went back through and, and read today is one, I was I was really curious about, you know, as his time went on at Florida State and eventually him crossing paths with Walt Bell because that's a guy whose personality we know a little bit, right? Of course, after Bell left Arkansas State as the offensive coordinator, he went to Maryland, spent a couple seasons there, and then he ended up at Florida State as the OC for Willie Taggart. And during that time, that's also when uh, Blackman was there. Now, Blackman, you know, you, you kind of look at, at Hatcher maybe having an edge here in being familiar with Keith Heckendorf as a quarterback's coach, being familiar, having gone through spring with what Jones wants to do with the offense and, and, and whatnot. But Blackman has thrown, shown throughout his time at Florida State that he's pretty darn adaptable he's gone through a situation where he's had a few different head coaches he's gone through a situation where he's had a different offensive coordinator just about every single season so being adaptable is not something that is new to Blackman at all some of the quotes that I found most intriguing most interesting during Blackman's career at Florida State weren't quotes from his year where he got put into a starting role as a freshman They weren't quotes from his year after he won the job in 2019. I feel like some of the most illuminating quotes are from the year that he was a backup uh, in 2018 after he lost that starting job due to uh, Francois coming back and being able to be healthy for the 2018 season. But I will read some of the quotes here from or, or in regards to Blackman and what people had to say about him. This is from Walt Bell. Again, a guy who's, I feel like you're familiar with with his his temperament, uh, his tough love mentality. But one of the things that he praised about James Blackman was his ability to be a teammate. Quote, James is a great teammate. I think that's a requisite of his position. I'm always proud of James. How he works, how he handles his business, and how important this team is to him. As long as he doesn't change and keep doing what he's doing. I think he's got a really bright future ahead of him. Uh, he continued to talk more about Blackman. And some of the quotes that stand out to me. Not just quotes from Bell. But also quotes from his teammates. Jack Patrick, a running back there for Florida State, said, quote, That guy is full of confidence. 
I respect him a lot since day one. Also, in other things that his uh, teammates and other coaches have said, somebody referred to his preparation as crazy. Uh, somebody said, uh, somebody else praised his, they praised his leadership, his energy. A teammate, a sophomore receiver at the time, DJ Matthews, says, quote, I see a student of the game, able to change the plays, read the coverage, recognize it, and change the play. He also said this, he's an alpha. He's that voice. He's that leader. And that ultimately has to be what a quarterback is on the field, right? You really do just need that one voice that shines through. Because let's go through and rehash this quote that we hear all the time about football. If you have, you know, bad teams, nobody leads. Good teams, the coaches lead. Mm-hmm. Great team, the players lead, right? We've heard that a million times. And last year you had two voices at quarterback trying to lead. And in some aspects of the team last year, I'm not sure who was leading where. This year I feel like one of the things that gives me encouragement overall, period, is I feel like you've got different guys at each position that have stepped into that leadership role. But quarterback is one of the unquestioned, unquestioned leaders of the team. I mean, whether you want to be or not, you've got to be a leader in that position. And it sounds like Blackman has that ability. So that's going to be crucial. I mean, he's also, you know, got the build. He's a taller guy. He can move a little bit. But Hatcher is not the only one with intangibles to talk about in this situation. The one concern that I, I do have with Blackman is is going to be, you know, his interceptions. Um, he's he's thrown a lot throughout his career. Uh, the two years where he was a starter, you know, in 2017 when he was a freshman, he was kind of forced into that role, and then in 2019 where he won the job. Both of those years, he finished with double-digit interceptions. And... I don't feel like that's something that's going to fly with with Butch Jones. A situation where a guy is putting the the team kind of in harm's way. But I do feel like right now, when you think about the tools that Blackman has, when you hear about his leadership, when you hear about his energy, and then you go back to yesterday, when you think about uh, some of the quotes we heard from Butch Jones or excuse me, on Monday, talking about how much Blackman has progressed in the past few days, how it's just really started to click with him over the past few days. To me right now, that's my answer. Now, again, as mentioned, we're kind of flying blind on this. We don't really get to see these guys work out. So uh, I feel like there's more than any other year, there's a great chance that every single prediction I make for this season could be wildly wrong. Wildly wrong. I mean... That's kind of par for the course when you have 55, 54, whatever the official number is, newcomers. True. Very true. This year's got uh, just just a little different. Just a little different. Uh, I tell you what, we do have some audio to share for you, uh, share with you from Butch Jones. Just a heads up, he's not talking quarterbacks in this one. <laughs> so so if you're just all in on the quarterback talk today, we're, I mean, yes, you can still call and, and share your pick with us, but we're going to hear Butch Jones talk about something other than the QBs when we return. Audio from him on the way. Keep it with us on the ticket. 
Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is 95.3 The Ticket. I just want to say thank you to all of our customers for all that you do for us at Glen Sign. Thank you for your business, sending us customers, and your friendship. All of our Glen Sign families want to say thank you and will always be there for you, sales and service. We realize that you have a choice of dealerships, but no one appreciates your business like we do, and we have since 1954. Glen Sane, and God bless our troops. Around here, there's two ways to get a car wash. There's Tommy's Express Car Wash, and then there's everyone else. Tommy's Express uses the newest, most innovative technology in the auto wash industry with an easy load conveyor belt system, plus free vacuum and mat washers. And Tommy Club Unlimited membership start at just $19.99 a month. Tommy's Express Car Wash, soon to have a second location in Jonesboro. See them now at Highland and Caraway. And coming this fall, Tommy's Express will open their new location on Hilltop. As a result of COVID-19, more and more companies are allowing employees to work from home. And Calmer Solutions wants you to know that it's more important than ever for you to be aware of your role and protecting your company's security. Always think before you click. And if you're ever unsure about an email or message, call your IT department before opening. Cybercrime occurs when you least expect it. But with awareness, you can do your part in preserving the integrity of your IT systems. This message brought to you by Calmer Solutions, taking care of technology so you can take Take care of business. For years, Cabs Plus has been in the business of helping your business grow. But now they invite you to see how they've grown too. Come see Cabs Plus in their new location at 1211 Carroll Road in Paragool. Complete with a new retail shop. Cabs Plus is a licensed A-State vendor and offers Red Wolf's apparel and maybe some throwback stuff too. They also have a wide selection of apparel from local high schools. And Cabs Plus still has thousands of promotional items just right for your business logo. Go buy Cabs Plus now at 1211 Carroll Road in Paragool or online at CapsPlusInc.com. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for Elite Men's Health in Jonesboro. Guys, if you want to lose weight and get in shape for summer, you need to go by Elite Men's Health. We've all heard the talk about how a woman's hormones change as they get older, but guys, guess what? That happens to us too. Most men begin to see a drop in testosterone by the age of 30 and some even before that. So why put in all that hard work if your testosterone isn't working for you? I mean, it's going to be harder to lose weight, to burn fat, and perform at your peak if your testosterone level is too low. If you feel run down and tired all the time, if you feel like you have less strength or less endurance, and if you're struggling to lose weight, you might have low testosterone. Elite Men's Health worked for me. My free testosterone level is up over 300%. Go by Elite for an evaluation, and if your T-levels are low, let them develop a plan that's perfect for your body. If you want to feel like you did when you were in your late teens and early 20s, head to Elite Men's Health. In their new location, 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Rob Taylor State Farm. Or check out EliteMensHealth.com. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kate and I busy figuring out the fantasy draft strategy during the breaks. Tomorrow night. That means football season's here when it's fantasy draft night. Sunday for me. It's it's a bounce back year for me. Last year was... (laughs) You know what? We're going to change the subject. Audio (laughs) from head football coach Butch Jones of Arkansas State uh, coming your way now. The Red Wolves out at practice yesterday. And I would imagine at this point in time, this is kind of... It's kind of when like the slog hits, surely, right? Uh, last uh, yesterday was was practice number ten. 
Today is practice number 11. This is probably the, the grindiest of the grind time when it comes to training camp. Um, on a good note, I mean, it is, it is almost over. On a, on a great note, it is dramatically cooler today uh, than it has been, and, and it will be the next couple of days. At least these guys aren't still dealing with you know heat indexes of 117 and whatever that foolishness was we were all um, experiencing last week. But, but uh, this is kind of the time where, where mentally and physically these guys are just kind of having to battle through it. Uh, that being said, uh, Butch Jones could find some some positives and, in fact, uh, talked about the things that this team had improved on since the scrimmage on Saturday. I think our resolve, uh, it's still not there yet, but it's getting better, our resiliency. Um, you know, we've really stressed on snap and clear. And when, when you make a mistake, you can't let that same mistake beat you two or three plays down the road. Uh, the other thing is minimizing the damage. You know, when, when you give up an explosive play, uh, it's got to be a 20 or a 30 yard gain. It can't be a 70 yard play. So just little things like that in terms of winning football, you know, overall execution and then on offense, you know, when you have the ability for a shot play and a receiver's open, you have to have the ability to get them the football. I think consistency at catching the ball out on the perimeter, consistency in the running game. I just think overall, just consistency in all three phases. Continuing here with uh, with Butch Jones, one of the things that he was not really happy with following that scrimmage on Saturday was the number of penalties the Red Wolves committed. In fact, uh, I think he said nine points they had to take off the board due to penalties during the course of the scrimmage. Uh, he he did feel like the team had you know locked in a little bit more on that uh, over you know, Monday's practice over Tuesday's practice that had become a focus and he was um, pleased with, with how they were addressing that. Yeah, I'm still waiting for some officials to get out here and officiate. I think the guys are tired of me throwing yellow flags, but that really puts you at a competitive disadvantage when you don't have the luxury of having officials at your practice. Uh, so we're working on that. But yes, you know, we've tried to be extremely diligent in throwing flags uh, and little things, and I do think, you know, it's been a point of emphasis. And really, you know, what you emphasize becomes important to the players, and we've definitely made a point of emphasis with that. If you are a <laughs> official, call it Butch Jones. Call up literally anybody at A State Football. They would they would love to hear from you uh, to go out and be able to officiate some practices right now. Uh, one of the things that Jones did touch on, um, actually. Tell you what, hold that thought. Uh, backing up just a little bit. You know, again, that was practice number 10 yesterday. There's 15 total in fall camp. So that means A-State is two-thirds of the way through the fall camp slate. So ask Butch Jones yesterday, does he feel on pace for what his team wanted to accomplish? What he wanted to accomplish with his team two-thirds of the way through fall camp? No. I don't think you ever do as a coach. Um you know, this is the last big week of training camp and then with school starting on Tuesday. Uh, and there's got to be a sense of urgency, and I think it's extremely hard because we've had a challenging camp. And so, obviously, this challenges your toughness, uh, mental and physical. It challenges your maturity, uh, your inner drive, your ability to go home and get sleep, your ability to rejuvenate your body uh, in the training room and come out and just the mental toughness that it takes now day in and day out because 
The only time you ever feel great with your body is the first day of football practice, and then after that, you never feel 100%. And I think that's what this team is learning is how to be tough, uh, how to fight through the, the, the associated pains with playing football. And we demand a lot. Uh, I do see a lot of growth that way, but uh, we still have a long ways to go being game ready. And when you start the season off also with a quality opponent uh, like UCA, it's going to be a great challenge for us. So, again, we have to make sure we're ready in every phase. And really, the first game is the game of the unknowns. Uh, really, what you're going to get schematically, player-wise. We've had 15 practices with this football team, and half the roster's new. So we've never seen a lot of these players play when the lights are on for real for a first game. So that's why we've tried to simulate as much game-like conditions. But when you really talk about the first game of unknowns, I don't think there's another team in the country that's more unknown than us. I guess the uh, the position of emphasis in terms of, of questions yesterday from the media to Butch Jones was offensive line. Um, and obviously, hey, that's... All these fun conversations about quarterbacks and healthy running backs and new wide receivers to play replace Jay Adams. Those all those questions become irrelevant if the offensive line is unable to do its job. Now, I, I think they will be. Um, I I like that group of five that Jones has, but uh, with that group of five, he said that's actually still a little bit of a work in progress. There's a couple new guys on the end and trying to get them settled in and, and get a cohesive unit right now. You know, they're both settling in. Uh, you know, I think the big thing is just consistency and performance every single day. We've also tried, you know, Robert Holmes and moving him in the guard some. You know, seeing what Andre Harris can do outside on the edge of the, uh, the offensive line as well. So, again, it's, it's trying to find the best five individuals that work extremely well together, communicate well together, and, you know, you can run the ball with efficiency and protect the passer. By the way, we practice, everybody gets premium and quality reps so they have an opportunity to put their identity on video uh, but right now we're you know we're every day we're trying to search for the best five the best combination that gives us the opportunity to win the most when you look at that offensive line uh the guys on the end are, are probably going to be a little bit different going to have some newcomers there in nick lewis who is the very 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 tall transfer from kentucky and also in, in Robert Holmes as well, a guy who's been at Austin P, a guy who's been at UConn. But the guys there in, in the middle are familiar faces. Andre Lewis, Ethan Miner, and Jacob Still, and Ivory Scott. And Jones talks about how, how nice it is to have that continuity there on the interior of his offensive line. It's invaluable. You know, anytime you have individuals that have experience uh, of not only playing experience, but of playing together. I think that's a benefit, um, but also it's about getting better. You know, it's one thing to be a year older, but are we a year better? And so there's a lot that goes into that. And I've been really pleased with those three individuals. They're getting better. Uh, they're providing stability to our program. They're providing stability and leadership. But, you know, that's when everyone always says, you know, you have this amount of returning starters and all this. And, I've always said it, you know, it's one thing to be a year older, but are you year, a year better? And I do see those individuals being much better from what I saw in video last year. I think they're much better from spring, but we'll see when the game's for real because we're going to play against some really talented defensive when fronts. You, you... 
One thing that has been talked about, you know, obviously there's been a lot of conversation about position battles um, this fall, but but one thing Butch Jones came out and said yesterday, Ethan Miner is the starting center. I know that's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to feel weird. It's going to look weird to still have Jacob still on that roster and see Miner out there with the ones, but that's, make no mistake, that's, that's what this starting O-line is going to look like. Is Jacob still going to play this season? Yeah, a lot. Nobody ever makes it through a year with one guy at a position, ever. And he's going to be invaluable. There's a backup to Miner, uh, both in terms of um, provide, you know, spelling him on reps and then also in terms of, of leadership still in that offensive line room. But Miner right now is a guy at center. So just heads up there. Don't want anybody to get shocked when they see that uh, the very first game of the season against Central Arkansas. That's what you're going to look at. Hey, uh, one more clip here. From Butch Jones to share with you. And uh, he was asked, you know, what is his biggest concern still right now heading into the season? But also, flip that around. What do you like right now about this team? And he weighs in on both. Biggest concern is the ability to withstand adversity. uh, The ability to overcome. uh, I think our style of play, you know. And again, they've never been through a game with us. They don't know the expectations of how game day is and you know how we approach it and we're going to do a lot of mock things to try to simulate game day but really the unknowns how are they going to react when the game's for real and there's people in the stands um, so that's my biggest concern um, the thing that I like most is I like this football team um, they listen to every word you say they're very prideful uh, they take every thing that you say to them to heart and they're trying to please and it's just teaching them what it takes to play winning football and you know we use the term be a champion and before we can ever even think of being a championship football team our team has to be comprised of individual champions and it's really you know I'm listening to Alex Rodriguez speak to Alabama and they send me the video and I'm watching it and he says the same thing you know and you know how you think like a champion and how they own their maturity and their conditioning um, you know, that to be a champion, you got to be not only well-conditioned, but extremely smart. You know, all these things that upper echelon people talk about, about really what it is about being a champion in a championship football team. So just continuing to teach them the work ethic uh, that's needed day in and day out, the resolve, the resiliency with everything that you do. Again, that was Butch Jones giving us an update there on Arkansas State football following practice yesterday. Again, tomorrow, tomorrow is, is the day. You're not just going to hear, look, you hear us talk about A-State football every day. And at this point in time, you've also heard quite a bit of Butch Jones. <laughs> but uh, tomorrow you're going to hear a whole lot more from, from kind of everybody involved. Uh, coming up, uh, the, the slate for tomorrow in terms of media day. Butch Jones will actually have his press conference. He'll address the media before we go on. That'll be at 11 o'clock, but did touch base with J.C., of RWRC Radio, and that's going to be aired during his show. So, Butch Jones, followed by his coordinators in Rob Harley and Keith Heckendorf, are going to be going through their their media spiel from about 11 to 11.45. When we get underway at noon, we're going to start the day with Tom Bowen. We didn't get to catch up with him today, but we'll talk with him tomorrow in a chat brought to you by our friends at, at Calmer Solutions. So, we'll look forward to that. Uh, the first hour of the program a little bit in flux some because these guys have got uh, like photo duties and things like that. So we're still trying to, to work through that. But we do anticipate being able to talk 
live with Coach Jones at 1245, and then it will be a star-studded player 1 o'clock hour with Marcel Murray, Blake Groupie, Andre Harris, and Kevon Bennett from 1 to 2. So looking forward to, to getting to chat with all of those guys coming up tomorrow. Again, uh, must-listen radio, I think. I'm a little biased, but I think it's going to be a good day. I know it's going to be a good day because we're going to hear from those guys and not so much from us. It's going to make it make it a better show. Yeah, right there. It just means football's close for the media days. I know. Of course, uh, of course, we gotta we gotta continue to debate the position battles. And our question for you today from CavanaughCars.com: Who starts at quarterback for A State football in the season opener? More on that when we come back. Uh, we do need to hit pause, though. Our phone lines will be open during the break at 930-3776. Keep it right here with us on the ticket. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three. It's Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Registration for the 2021 fall semester classes has begun at East Arkansas Community College in Forest City. The American Rescue Plan has funding that students may receive for the fall semester. Yes, that's right. Free money for fall. Up to $1,200 for degree-seeking students enrolled in six or more hours. For more information, call 870-633-4480, extension 215, or email care at eacc.com. Edu. Fall classes begin Monday, August 23rd. There's never been a better time to enroll in classes at EACC. There are many programs available to get you trained and get you to work faster. Apply online at eacc.edu. Visit the Wind Center or main campus in Forest City or call 870-633-4480 and register today for the fall semester. Gear up for hunting this season and save at the manliest store in Jonesboro. DNW Outdoors. DNW, voted the best outdoor store in Northeast Arkansas, has been your hunting destination for over 30 years. DNW Outdoors is your bow hunting headquarters with all the top brand bows and the most qualified bow technicians around that offer personal guaranteed service. Gear up early with new bow strings and cables and deer feeders starting at just $79.99. Plus, DNW is stocked with 50 pound bags of clean deer corn. Save on select game cameras from Brown. Stealth Camp, Wild Game Innovations, and Moultrie. 40% off clearance on select camo and casual clothing from Drake, Columbia, Habo, and Bandit. DNW Outdoors, Parker Road, just off the Triple Nickel Bypass in Jonesboro. DNW, big enough to serve you, small enough to know you. It's time to gear up for hunting season and save at the store voted the best outdoor store in Northeast Arkansas. DNW Outdoors. Hunting season starts now at DNW. We're not playing second fiddle to Memphis and Little Rock anymore. Jonesboro is the car capital of the Mid-South, and Central Ford and Truman is leading the way. And right now, Central Ford has a huge selection of pre-owned F-150s, Explorers, and Lincolns with great financing, low APR, and extended terms. Find a great deal on a pre-owned vehicle now at Central Ford. Central Ford and Truman, home of meter beat pricing. Exit 29, just off I-555, or online at centralfordtruman.com. With approved credit, see dealer for details. Working a livestock operation short takes its toll on your body. That's why Case IH Farmall Utility Series tractors offer you something the competitors don't. Unmatched operator comfort. Farmall Utility tractors feature a spacious operator environment with ergonomically placed controls, easy-to-read instrument clusters, and exceptional visibility. Features that increase comfort and reduce fatigue. Visit your Baker Implement dealer today or go online at bakerimplement.com. 
Hey, it's Brad Bobo, and like a lot of you, I grew up getting my sports news from the great Dick Clay. That's why I'm excited to tell you about the Dick Clay That Sports Scholarship Golf Tournament. Coming up Friday, September 3rd, it's a four-person scramble at Ridgepoint Country Club, and there are 8 and 1 o'clock tee times with lunch in between. And the proceeds go to the Dick Clay That Sports Scholarship Fund to help out the next generation of aspiring sports broadcasters. To enter your team, call 870-972-3070 or go to A-State Media on Facebook. Go get some birdies for Dickie Bird at the Dick Clay That Sports Scholarship Golf Tournament. Friday, September 3rd. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate with you. Again, our phone lines are open at 9303776. If you wouldn't want to get in on the conversation today on who you think will be A-State's starter at quarterback for the season opener. Looking at the poll right now at Kara underscore Richie. 59% of you rolling with Lane Hatcher. 41% of you going with James Blackman. Again, there's... Butch Jones is not going to have a, a bad choice. To yeah. I feel like whoever wins this job uh, is going to be more than capable of, of guiding this offense and, and having a successful season. Of course, whoever does not instantly then becomes the favorite player on the team, right? Because that's how it works. <laughs> the backup quarterback is is always the favorite uh, because, well, he's usually not made any mistakes and it's just all about the potential there. But uh, going to be an interesting battle as uh, we continue to be sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that Butch Jones will be asked a time or two or 30 about that starting quarterback battle tomorrow again as we will be live out at A-State Football Media Day. Cannot wait. we still got a couple more segments to get through today, though. Uh, you can still weigh in on this question, brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. Uh, if you head on over to their website right now, of course, they've got uh, so many different resources for those of you that are looking for a car. And, and I think by now you know, we've told you enough times, that they have all of their inventory for there for you, whether it's new or, or pre-owned certified at KavanaughCars.com. But right now, one of the things that they are really trying to do is buy your vehicle. Now, you can trade it in, of course. Of course, they'd love to put you in a new ride from Cavanaugh. But you can also just sell your car. Even if you are not looking to buy one from them, they will buy your vehicle from you. Uh, You can go ahead and reach out to them there on the website. You can chat with someone right there online. Find out more information about what you could possibly get for your vehicle. In fact, they're offering over Kelly Blue Book value. Uh, But all of that, all of that info that you need is right there at KavanaughCars.com. 59% 59% to 41%. Who knows what it'll look like when we get back uh, this time <laughs> tomorrow. But uh, you all obviously have some some hot takes on who you think is going to be the guy out there at quarterback. Uh, last night I was very thrilled that Adam Wainwright was the guy out there starting for the St. Louis Cardinals in what was an absolutely what is an absolutely crucial series for St. Louis right now. But um, it, it didn't matter. Uh, he was good. Corbin Burns was just better. You'll take, any, pretty much anybody will take six innings of two-run ball from their starter. It's a quality start. Um, it, was, it was a nice outing. But this 1-2-3 punch by the Brewers is, is just, well, they're, they're kind of insane statistically. And then you see them in person, or you start to see them in person. It's just like, all right, how, how do you attack this Brewers team? Their starters are great. Their closer is better. 
the Cardinals as a team, I, I'm pretty sure the number that I saw flash across the screen last night once uh, once Hader was into the game is that the current Cardinal roster has a batting average of 085 against Hader. So you're not getting hits off their starter. You're not getting hits off their closer. Do you just have to, like, pray one of their middle relievers is just a little bit off his game? Because as a whole, they're pretty good, too. This is a good team. This has turned into a good team. And very clear to see why they are now 26 games above 500 when you watch that pitching attack uh, that they had. It was a 2-0 game, but it could have been a whole lot more for the Brewers. Um, Adam Wainwright, again, was was good and only giving up two runs, but there was there were Brewers on base all night long for Milwaukee. Uh, he gave up nine hits. There just continued to be runners on, again, all night long. Tyler O'Neill made two, two different outfield assists. One at the plate, and I think the other one was at second last night. So that could have been more runs. Uh, it was just, that, that was just a better baseball team last night. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. Colton Wong gets me in my feels a little bit. I miss him. As a player, I do. We've talked so much about all of these former Cardinals that, you know, all the ones that have gotten away via trades and things like that. But I loved watching Colton Wong play second base for the Cardinals. And I don't remember anything he did last night that was particularly dazzling in terms of of at the field. But Colton Wong had three hits and he was hit by a pitch in that game. And he was instrumental to them getting a win. He's had a good season. He's batting somewhere in the 280s. And, you know, you take that level of offensive production and you pair it with his glove and what he does there in the middle of the infield. And he's a phenomenal player. Edmund's fine. The Cardinals' middle infield is fine. And and Edmund is certainly not bad being the replacement there. But I I still kind of miss Colton Wong. He, uh, he had gotten to be one of my faves before it became clear in the offseason that there was not going to be another contract signed between him and uh, in St. Him and, and St. Louis. So, Brewers strike first in that series. So, in this stretch between, you know, now and the end of the season, these teams face each other 13 times. 12 more times. So, at some point in time, the Cardinals have got to be able to break through against some of these incredible Milwaukee pitchers. Tonight, it's certainly not like the challenge gets any easier. You look at Freddie Peralta's numbers, and they're almost... I, this is what kind of blows my mind. It's not just that they're all good. It's that that Burns and Peralta and Woodford, their numbers are all almost identical. Almost identical. ERA and WHIP, 1, 2, and 3. It, it is wild. In fact, I think when we looked yesterday, their their walks and hits divided by innings pitch, their whip, they were ranked two, three, and four <laughs> statistically in baseball. The Cardinals do counter tonight with Jack Flaherty, and look, he's we know he's a great young pitcher. He had a great great outing last week in his return from the injured list, but. I'm not worried about Jack Flaherty out there being able to pitch. I'm worried about Jack Flaherty 
either being able to pitch a like complete game shutout because that might be what you have to do against the Brewers right now. So this one will be another nail-biter tonight. Uh, despite that, though, despite the loss, the Cardinals did not lose any ground in the wildcard standings. In the National League wildcard standings, like, everybody lost last night. Uh, the, the, the teams who have the wild cards right now are the Dodgers and the Padres. The Dodgers won. They've won several games in a row, I think, at this point in time. They're a good team. They're, they have, like, a 100% chance that they are going to go to the playoffs. But then all the teams behind them, the Padres, who currently have that second wild card, they lost last night. The Reds lost last night. The Cardinals lost last night. The two teams that are closest to the Cardinals behind them in the standings. The Phillies lost last night. The Mets lost last night. All the way back at 12 games back, like the Rockies got to win. So that's that's pretty much it. All the teams that are really kind of in the thick of it in the National League. Yeah. The American League's kind of wild because... Like there's really not anybody good outside of your top three teams in the American League. Well, so much of it is is the fact that like both East divisions are kind of nuts. Yeah, uh, especially in the American League, where you've got the Red Sox were leading the division for a little bit, and then I don't know if the Yankees were at one point, but now it's clearly the Rays who are the better team there. But now the Yankees have won five in a row, so they're tied with the Red Sox for the wild card. But then. Oakland is involved in that conversation as well. They're tied. So you got a three-way tie in the American League wildcard standings for two wildcard spots. So that's turned into a really fun situation. The National League East was more competitive about a week ago, and then the Mets decided to pull a Mets, and, and all of a sudden they've lost five in a row. So now it's a little bit more of a competition just between the Braves and the Phillies, but uh, the Mets have dropped below five hundred. Uh, as they've started to have some issues after the All-Star break. And, of course, Jacob deGrom is, is hurt as well. But it'll be an interesting battle down the stretch. Uh, again, with, with all of those teams losing in the in a wild card race, um, the Cardinals' playoff odds did really change last night. They went from like 6.7% to 6.4% or something. I don't know. Um, so basically what I'm saying is there's still a chance. Telling Telling you there's still a chance. It's a slim one. But uh, the Cardinals have just got to find, got to find some way to break through against against this Milwaukee pitching. I I don't know if like the strategy right now is just to like do you just hope Hater pitches the first two games so maybe you don't have to see him in the yeah one. I guess I don't know <laughs> I don't know what the game plan is there their their pitching is stupid good it really really is uh, surprisingly so um, for for comparison's sake. Looking around at at baseball, you know, we talk so much about, or, or so much conversation was made about the Dodgers pitching and, you know, who all they picked up at the trade deadline and how they went from great to greater-er uh, in terms of, of their pitching rotation and depth. The Dodgers have allowed 430 runs this season, and that's that's the fewest runs allowed in baseball. But the Brewers are not very far behind them. They've allowed 442. So that just shows you, yes, everybody is ooing and aahing over the Dodgers and the fact that they have Kershaw and Scherzer and so much other great talent in the rotation. But the Brewers are right there with them. They just don't have the big-name superstars. Corbin Burns is not a big-name superstar at this point. Neither is Peralta. Neither is Woodford. But 
they show by their numbers and, and by their stuff that they've got as much talent there. Yeah, I mean, they probably have the best pitching staff as a whole in baseball. So I would be interested to see what they do in the playoffs because they have the pitching to go far. Yeah. I mean, you have three guys. You have a three-headed monster there pitching. And, again, yes. you have a closer like Hater. Um, it's just that makes him a very, very, very tough out. Do I even want to look at Josh Hader's numbers right now? He's not he's not completely infallible. He's got two losses this year. He's he could he could be gotten to. Maybe. I mean his ERA is under two and Yeah. I'm trying to just like speak it into existence. He's really good. 085 again is what the St. Louis Cardinals bat against Josh Hader. <laughs> Anyways, Cubs won last night. Yeah, they're up five to one right now, I believe. So snapped six to one, I'm sorry. All right. So snapped a eleven game losing skid and already uh got the edge today in what is uh we got what one major league baseball game underway right now too. Excuse me. So Cubs yeah. actually up six to one. You're trying to shortchange your team here. Yeah, six to one. So Look out. Here come the Cubs. 12 and a half or 14 back in the wild card. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't even have anything like snarky funny to say. Let's just take a break. I actually watched some of the game last night. Okay. So we're, okay. we're, we're slowly kind of getting back into it. Back on, I wouldn't say necessarily back on the bandwagon, but just back on the, no, I mean I'm still on the bandwagon. Like I, I, I've listened and like checked box scores and kept up with it all throughout every game they played. I just haven't been able to bring myself to like actually watch it most nights. But I did last night. So, do you have it pulled up today? I don't know. Mainly because I looked at the lineup and I'm like, I don't know who like three of these guys are. I'm not watching this. That's fair. That's fair. One other score to uh, update you on Cleveland up right now, four to one over uh, Minnesota. We'll check around here. We've got one more break to take. We'll come back, see if there's any headlines we missed, uh, any news we missed from the day before we wrap it up. But uh, keep it here with us on the ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Hey, Scotty. What now? Want to go eat lunch at Southern Chef? Oh, sure, I'll drive. No, I'll drive. No, I'll drive. I want to get my car washed and save 25 cents a gallon on gas. Well, so do I. I'm going to go buy an unlimited wash package and get the first month for $1. VP Power Wash and Southern Chef, 2305 South Caraway in Jonesboro. VP Power Wash, the science of clean for your car. Sign up for any of their monthly unlimited wash packages starting at $14.99 and get the first month for $1. Yup, wash your car all you want that first month for $1. Or if you buy any single purchase car wash at the pump, you get $0.25 cents a gallon off your gas purchase. Save either way and keep your car clean. VP Power Wash, 2305 South Caraway. VP Power Wash and Southern Chef, 2305 South Caraway in Jonesboro. All right, fine. I'll just meet you there, but you're paying for lunch. Fine. I'm saving enough money on gas and car washes. I can buy your lunch for a week. Well, sounds good to me. 
We're not playing second fiddle to Memphis and Little Rock anymore. Jonesboro is the car capital of the Mid-South, and Central Nissan is leading the way. Central Nissan has new inventory arriving daily. Check out the new 2022 redesigned Nissan Pathfinder. Plus, Central Nissan has a huge selection of pre-owned inventory with great financing, low APR, and extended terms. Central Nissan, home of meter beat pricing. Corner of Parker and Stadium in Jonesboro or online at centralnissan.net. With approved credit, see dealer for details. It's finally time to go out. You know, camp out, cook out, or just hang out. And before you head out this year, head in to Mr. T's. Mr. T's has everything you need. The biggest selection, the coldest beer, and the absolute lowest prices. And Mr. T's is open 365 days a year, even on Sunday. So head across the Kahlua Colored Waters to Riverside or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And find out yet again why it's always worth the drive to Mr. T's. Mr. T's at Riverside. What does better mean to you? Maybe it's better services, better support, better ways to build a life or buy a home or run a business. First Security is your partner for it all with resources and solutions that make a difference for you and others. That's because First Security takes care of customers while building communities. Better for you, better for Arkansas, better for all. First Security, bank better. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. It's finally everyone's favorite season of the year, grilling season. And the meat shop at Mountain Home has all your favorites fully stocked and ready to go. Filets, ribeyes, chuckeye steaks, chicken grillers, bacon-wrapped jalapenos, and always the world-famous 93.7 ground chuck. Burgers, dogs, buns, charcoal. Don't forget the seafood selection with lobster tails, shrimp, salmon, and stuffed flounder. An extensive selection of seasonings, cold domestic beer, and local craft favorites. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 until 5.30. The Meat Shop, Fountain Home, curbside service and delivery available. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, uh, home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade with you for ah, five more minutes, a couple more minutes. Long enough for you to make a phone call if you'd like. 9303776 is the number to call if you do want to dive in on the KavanaughCars.com question. Last call here. Who starts at quarterback for Arkansas State this season in the season opener against UCA? Last look at the poll. I say that. We'll, we'll do one last poll update when the music is is playing to get us out of here but uh, it's 57 percent to 43 percent you guys are going with lane hatcher i feel i feel more clueless about this season overall quarterback battle other position battles who's gonna shine <laughs> i feel more clueless going into the season than i feel like I'd, i ever have since i've been working in radio between you know, the limited times we've gotten to see this team between the new faces that are going to be out there, it's just a little bit harder to get a grip on what we're going to see. When you also throw in the fact that this is going to be one of the more challenging schedules that Arkansas State has played in years, it is genuinely hard to get a grip on the season. Despite that, I still have a lot of optimism. I feel like this will be an improved club. I feel like this is, and I know this sounds a, a little cheesy because this isn't the main goal of the day. The main goal is to w- win football games. But I feel like this is a team that likes each other, that wants to play hard for each other. I feel like they're saying all the right things. And that includes the, the quarterback battle. 
You know, we heard from Lane Hatcher and James Blackman just last week as those guys talked about um, the QB competition. And I wish I could remember the exact phrase that, that Blackman used. But he made it very clear that, you know, those guys do support each other. Yes, it's a competition. Of course it is. But that they had each other's backs. They were trying to push each other. And Hatcher echoed all of those same sentiments. I'm sure there is adversity this fall. But for the most part, it it still continues to be. Everything I've heard continues to give me optimism. You're probably in a little bit of a different boat today if you're a Nebraska fan. <laughs> you think? We won't dive too much into to what they've got going on other than I feel very confident in describing it as a mess. Uh, this is already a program where, you know, Scott Frost is is a little bit on the hot seat. You know, they brought him in after his incredible time there at at UCF. And he was the alum. He was... He was going to come and and bring that program back to national prominence. And there was going to be this huge resurgence and blah, 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 blah. Well, he hasn't won near as many games as they would like during his time there. And oh, yeah, now he's under investigation for alleged improper use of analysts and consultants during practices and games. I think there's also been conversation about him having um, unauthorized off-campus workouts last year during the pandemic to avoid detection by school officials. So nothing really, really good here in terms of what's going on right now for Scott Frost. So a guy who is already entering the 2021 season with one of the warmer seats in college football, well, that dude's butt is burning today. There's no doubt about it. I don't know what will happen. It's so close to the season. Unless these are significant significant charges that are levied against him. It's hard to see them go ahead and and, and making a change. And I don't know where these charges land on the scale of, you know, one is lack of institutional control, blow it all up, and another one is like, oh no, we gave a guy an extra donut and forgot to (laughs) and forgot to log it or whatever. I don't know where this goes on that scale. But obviously nothing is ever good if you're already in a little bit of hot water with the fans. Now, they could go out and have one of the best seasons that they've had in in 20 years. And then, you know what? I'm guessing all of this just gets forgotten. Now, not by the NCAA, but but by the fans. And then all of a sudden, you know, how dare the NCAA accuse Scott Frost of things like this? That's an interesting storyline to follow. Uh, as we are just 17 days away from the start of the A-State football season. 10, 10 days away. From week zero, which is absolutely wild. In the meantime, we've had, of course, uh, some pro football to keep tabs on. And just uh, not too much to dive into in terms of, of A-State alumni news. But yesterday was the first cut day in the NFL if, as rosters had to go from 90 to 85 players. So everybody had to part ways with, with five players. And I can tell you today that Omar Bayless, Kirk Merritt, Forrest Merrill, all of those guys are still still on the roster. So... Good news for round one of cuts. They'll do the cuts again next week. Next Tuesday, they go from 85 to 80. And then, I guess, hold on to your butts for the one after that. That's (laughs) when they go from 80 to 53. So that's always the the big one to keep tabs on. But so far, so good. That's a wrap. 
one last look at the poll here. It's still it's still Lane Hatcher fifty seven percent to James Blackman forty three percent. We will. Uh, I, I say we'll update you on the percentages tomorrow, but we might not because we've got plenty of A State players, coaches, what have you, to hear from tomorrow. Tomorrow's Workday Red Zone live from A State Football Media Day. So cannot wait for that. In the meantime, uh, today I do want to say a big thank you to Keith Merritt for hanging out for hour number one. He'll be with us for hour number one tomorrow. But also a big thank you to Maddie Stein who joined us earlier from uh, the A-State Athletics Department. Keep it here. Dan Patrick is next, followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the Front Row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Kate and I will be back tomorrow at noon. So for Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks so much for hanging out. Cannot wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day.